Memoirs of a Victorian Detective. In order to offer a full account of the extraordinary events of 1886, it is necessary to detail several incidents that took place prior to my time working with Inspector Murder. These case files were first passed to me by one Samuel Ogilvie, whose presence I have written of in previous chapters, and whose influence shall fall upon several accounts to come. Nonetheless, Ogilvie's researches are essential in understanding what came to pass many months after the agency had gone into hiding. With the help of my dear friend Luke, I am able to retell the chilling details of the case of the Bayswater Butcher. The macabre tale began in the inspector's bachelor flat in the year 1879. Morning, Inspector! 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 Yes? Good morning. Oh, yes. Morning, Luke. Just getting in a bit of practice. So I heard. You're determined to stick at it, then? If it's good enough for Sherlock Holmes, it'll do for me. Yes. I'm afraid the same can't be said for Mrs Hoskins. She's just handed in a notice. Oh. Can I read it? Well, when I say handed in, what she actually did was smear the word stop on the kitchen wall with boot polish. Wonder what brought that on. <laughs> no matter. Housekeepers come and go. We'll just have to advertise. Now then. Actually, sir, I've had a thought about this hobby of yours. Oh, yes? Allow me to show you this new invention of mine. Oh, looks like a glove. Uh, quite so. Pop it on your bowing hand, but mind the wires. What does it do? It uses tiny electrostatic charges to stimulate your hand. They're triggered by the harmonic resonance of the violin strings. If you hit a bum note... Perish the thought. The charges painlessly stimulate your muscles and nudge them in the right direction. Give it a go. Very well. But I can hardly see how it... My word! It's a success! Why, this is incredible, Luke! How on earth did you... Uh, I think it's malfunctioning. How do I make it stop? Just drop the bow! I can't! The, the glove won't let me! Luke, do something! Oh, cripes! I think it might... Unbound Theatre presents Inspector Murder Inspects, created by Daria Knight and Gareth Johnson. Episode 3, A Butcher. Sorry about this, sir. Still, Sherlock Holmes must have some other hobbies you could take on. Indeed he does, Luke. It's just a question of what to try first. Smoking a pipe or injecting cocaine. Or perhaps reading the newspaper? I've no time for that. We're due at the yard soon. Anything of note in the post? Yes, as it happens. We even send this. A sealed wooden box? We didn't order this, did we? No, indeed. It came with a note. Riddle me this. No return address? None. How odd. It must be some cult on a recruitment drive. Bin it. Come in. Ah, morning, Davies. Morning, gents. Thought I'd see if I could catch you on the way into the office. Oh, you've got one too. You mean you've been sent a box as well? Yesterday. Chief Inspector Norton's had one too. Same note by the looks of it. Has yours got a hole in the side? Um, yes. Yes, just here. What's that for? Having the foggiest. Chief reckons it's some sort of hoax. You know we've been blighted by them of late. Oh, yes. 
Starting with that false tip-off about Westminster Clock Tower last week. Fancy filling the thing with mice and calling the police. I still get the shivers when I eat cheese. Not to mention that urchin we had to chase away from the yard after he kept standing outside blowing a trumpet. You missed a nasty one last night. The plumbing started playing up. We took a look at one of the pipes and the damn thing was full of spiders. People have no respect for authority these days. True. Anyhow, I've got a belter of a case for you two. Damn. Just when I've injured my bowing hand. Oh, that is a shame. Now then, we've had three separate reports in this morning, all claiming to have found a severed toe at various locations around London. Toes? So the statements say. One was left on the doorstep of a convent in Harrogate, another's been found by a road sweeper in Spitalfields, and the third's turned up at a restaurant in Camden. Norton's asked me to check in with the nuns. He wants you to follow the other two leads. Of course. Although... I don't suppose it's worth consulting Mr. Holmes on this one. I mean, I don't mind popping round to Baker Street, uh, if it's handy. Uh, just to see if he's in, you know, might help. Holmes is busy with a matter in St Albans, as it happens. Oh, I see. Uh, well then, I'd best get my coat. Still obsessed, then? Be glad you missed this morning's violin recital. He's even started dressing up like him. I'll bet you a hate me he comes in wearing a deer stalker. Don't be daft. It wouldn't be that blatant. Here we are then. A bit windy out there, so I brought a hat. <laughs> Shall we get going? <coughs> Ready when you are, Inspector. Something the matter? No, no. No, you, you take the lead, sir. We'll stalk behind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Very funny. Let's go. Kitchen's through here, Mush. Good God. Ignore the stains on the wall, they ain't fresh. Right, you are, Mrs Boyle. And you prepare food in here? Actual food that people really put in their mouths? Here, what are you suggesting? Oh, nothing, nothing at all. It's just there's a little bit of a smell coming from over there, I think. Oh, yeah, sorry about that, Squire. Found a bit of dodgy pork loin under the sink earlier. Don't know how it got there. It would appear rats are to blame. They just nabbed a turkey leg from the pile that you so handily keep on the floor. Oh, cheeky little gits. Poxy Cat should have got them. No idea where she's hiding herself. Pass us that meat cleaver. <laughs> that stopped them. Tell you what, there's some meat on the buggers, ain't there? Stan, whack these in the stew. <coughs> if I might see the toe, Mrs Boyle. Oh, yeah, just over here. Uh, I see, by the cheese platter. You what? No, that's the chicken. Of course, the chalky, crumbling chicken. And the toe? Come in this morning with the meat delivery. Shoved in that bit of beef over there, spotted it straight away. Seems whoever put it there cut a chunk of meat out to make sure it's wedged in good and tight. No accident, then? Nah, we always know when one of our lots lost a digit. You've got to take it away as evidence, then. Yes, I'll just pop it in an envelope. Shame. Stan, take cocktail sausages off the menu. I take it you've no idea who might have sent you a severed toe? No disgruntled cattle farmers chasing an unpaid bill? Nah, if they've got a problem, they just dump the deliveries in the gutter outside. Don't bother us. No, indeed. Well, I ought to be going now, Mrs Boyle. You've been most helpful. Ah, and unless I'm much mistaken, there's your elusive cat. Where? It's on the counter over there. 
defecating into the pudding bowl. Oh, well, I'll be... Stan, change the menu. It's custard with raisins for afters. Curious. Yes, most curious. Excuse me, sir. Please don't interrupt. I must complete a thorough survey of these cobbles in order to ascertain vital clues. Uh, but I've brought you the toe. Aha! You must be the road sweeper. Yes, my name's... I suppose you're wondering how I deduced that. Fact. Well, I... Allow me to explain. Your weathered complexion indicates someone who spends a great deal of time outdoors. But to what ends? Your physical build points to manual labour. But your shuffling gait suggests an activity of limited exertion. There are calluses on your hands, so clearly you use some implement in your work. And your eyes betray the telltale signs of an early riser. A manual labourer who shuffles about outdoors in the early hours. You can only be a road sweeper. <laughs> Elementary deduction. Plus, I'm holding a broom. That as well. I take it you found the detached digit? That's right. Didn't spot it until I called it with me broom. And off it went, bouncing up the cobbles. Gave me the fright of my life when I twigged what it was. I see. What time did you arrive for work? First light. Had to get the street swept for the market. And you've not found any other body parts? Just the toe? Uh, I, th I thought I spied a what's-it at one point. A what's-it? Yeah. Turns out it was just a big hairy caterpillar. Must have fallen out of the greengrocer's cart. Happens a lot. Uh, caterpillars, I mean. Not what's-its. See you around. Hello, sir. Sorry I'm a little late. Luke, anything come up at the restaurant? Only my breakfast. The toe was delivered with a joint of beef, but there's no rhyme or reason as to why. What about here? The same. It just turned up on the street. <laughs> Odd that the others were placed where they were sure to be spotted. Why leave this one up to chance? Unless whoever left it knew the sweep would be along in the morning. It is market day, I suppose. Still no sign of a lead, though. <coughs> then again... Come on, that came from the post office. What's going on? I was just checking one of the parcels. It was Den. I thought it might be damaged, but it's... It's... Another toe? Four in a day? What the blazes is all this about, Luke? It's a fair old riddle if you ask me, sir. Although this one might just have a clue attached. How so? It's been tattooed. Look. So it has. Yes, yes, yes. That's rather odd. So is posting a severed toe. Mind you, if they left a return address... Brilliant! Yes! <laughs> Here it is. Rue du Cochon. It's from France. Pig Street. Doesn't smack a Parisian glamour, does it? Not so much yes, yes, yes as... Well, blow me down. You cracked it, sir. Elementary, my dear Watson. The clues. Four toes so far. Four tiny toes. Four little piggies. Good Lord, you mean the street sweeper? Market day. This little piggy went to market. And the one at the restaurant. This little piggy had roast beef. And the convent. Found by an only sister... That little piggy had none. And this little piggy in the French parcel? 
went wee, 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 all the way home, which is where the last one must be. The piggy who stayed at home. Where was the package addressed to? 17 Rickwood Street. Then the game is afoot, Watson. The clues. Yes, of course. <laughs> to Rickford Street. Looks like the rest of the yard are ahead of us, sir. Damn. How could they have figured it out? We're the only ones with the clue about the little piggies. Hold on a minute, sir. Number 17. That's a butcher's shop. Oh, no. I think I'm about to see my breakfast again. Gentlemen, I wondered when you two would get here. Another toe? Indeed. What about the rest of the body? No sign of that. What about you? Nothing. It has to be here, though. This is home. Come again? We'll explain later. Where was the toe left? On the counter. Plain as you like. The nerve of her. Her? Sorry, Sherlock. We're ahead of you on this one. We've just made an arrest. But the piggies! They're the clue! I deduced the piggies! Are you all right? He'll be fine. How do you know who to arrest? Half an hour ago, an anonymous note got sent to the yard, gave us the locations of the toes we'd located, and said we'd find two more at this address. No sign of the second. It got lost in the post. No matter. The note told us who was responsible, too. Who is it? Woman who works here is the butcher's assistant. Lives in the flat above the shop as well. Oh, here she comes now. Steady, lads. She could turn violent. What's her name? Mind your own business, Sergeant Shitface. All right, get her back to the yard. She's a monster, this one. We found knives in her room. According to the note, her name's Avalance. Ms. Constance Avalance. We hands off, copper, or I'll stick my boot up your arse and use you as a pudgy fucking slipper. Charming woman. Well then, I think it's time you started talking, Miss Surveillance. Up yours, Scotland Yard Yankstain. This doesn't have to be difficult, you know. Oh, yes, it fucking does. You should have confiscated her boots. Very well. I think we can now add assaulting a police officer to the charge sheet. If that's the case, in for a penny. Carry on, Luke. You don't deny that you live in a flat above the butcher shop on Rickwood Street? Might do. And that you work for the proprietor, a Mr Frederick Bickerstaff? (laughs) We've so far been unable to locate your employer. When did you last see him? Before I went on holiday. And when did you arrive back? About five minutes before you bumboils in blue turned up. Which brings us neatly to the search of your room. Why all the knives? We found 17 under the bed. They ain't mine. A guilty woman would say that. So would an innocent one, dipshit. So you've never seen them before? Of course I have. Aha! We used them in the shop. Oh. How did you come to work for Mr Biggerstaff? He took me on when I was out of work. Yes. We managed to pull together some of your recent employment history. It says here that your last job was at a hair salon in Chelsea. I gather you were fired for misconduct. Horse shit! I'm getting tired of your language, Miss Surveillance. Actually, sir... Horseshit is just the thing. She used it as a shampoo. Also, she allegedly shaved the word twat into the back of a customer's head. (laughs) You appear to have been dismissed from a number of different establishments in the last six months. In fact, we've discovered a distinct correlation between your former places of employment and a spate of hitherto inexplicable arson attacks. Quite the coincidence. You said it, Boyo. Yet after all that, Mr Biggerstaff agrees to employ you and gives you a room above his shop. 
Most generous. He needed help, and I'm good with sharp objects. So we've seen. I didn't chop any bodies up. Well, not human ones, obviously. It is a butcher shop. The pigs had it come in. And what of the severed toes? Ask Bigger Shaft, it's his shop. Besides, he knows all sorts of shady, stab-happy little shits. Oh, yes. Do go on. I ain't snitching on anyone to you, PC penis breath. For God's sake, then tell us where to find Bigger Staff and we'll ask him. All right, don't get your cherries in a tangle. I ain't seen him since my holiday. But you can't miss him. He's got tattoos up both arms and he's missing a nipple. How so? He was late paying the wages. I see. Uh, And this holiday of yours, how long were you away? Just a week. We were supposed to be starting a big job when I got back. But fat chance now with you lot crawling all over the place. We can reopen the shop if you help us solve the case. Nice try, Nark. Where were you staying whilst you were away? Perhaps somebody there could provide an alibi for you. Now you're talking sense. Get your little notepad out and I'll give you the address. Excellent. Glad to see you're being a bit more cooperative. Perhaps we should have tied her legs to the chair. Good idea, Captain. Comes too late. Are you sure this is the right address, Luke? That's what she wrote down. The lamb and flag. She spent a week on holiday in a pub. Apparently so. Still, if the proprietor can verify it, she's got an alibi. Poppycock. Bigger star shop isn't far away. She could easily have snuck back and done the deed. Besides, she's got a history of violent behaviour and more than one axe to grind with anyone mad enough to employ her. You may be right. But then what about that note Davies received? That directly accused her of murder. Further proof she did it. But who could have known for certain it was her? That suggests someone else was in on the crime. Or at least witnessed it. And I don't get the impression that Ms. Surveillance is one for tolerating loose ends. Not when she's got those boots of hers to wallop them with. Oh, don't remind me. Right, let's go inside and see what she got up to on her holidays. Blimey, looks as though the place has been ransacked. Excuse me, barkeep. I wonder if you could help us. No help. No salvation. No hope. Beg pardon? He looks like he's seen a ghost. No hope. Where did they come from? Must be the regulars. Afternoon all. I don't suppose you could explain what happened here. Why all the mess? Came without warning. Like a storm. Tore the place apart and danced in the ruins. Who did? The The Welsh woman. I see. We'd all heard the rumours, of course. The legends. They say she could drain a barrel in under a minute and chew on the glass bottle she'd emptied of gin. Stories had it that she knew the forbidden drinking songs of the old times. And that she could eat an entire pub pie without throwing up, even swallowed the crust. Then we saw her for ourselves. The legends were true. Would I be right in thinking that this... uh... Visitor stayed for the entirety of the last week. She slept in the room upstairs. In the daytime, she was silent, 
Then came nightfall. And so she came forth to sup. There's nothing left now. All gone. All empty. Only... The Void! Inspector, I think we ought to be on our way. Yes. Thank you for your time, everyone. As you were. Oh, no. We can't go back. We're changed now. Absolutely. If you'll excuse us, my colleague and I have uh, another appointment. Where next? I think we should see how Davies is getting on at Biggerstaff's shop. All right, lads, that's the last of the crates. Getting back to the yard and booked in as evidence. Inspector, Dr. Vercluse, uh, what progress with our prime suspect? I'm afraid, despite possessing a somewhat turbulent personality, she's got an alibi for the entirety of the last week. Much as I hate to admit it, the decomposition of the toes indicates they must have been cut off around the same time she was accounted for. I don't suppose she could have killed the victim, then put them in cold storage before going on leave? Hmm, it's possible. Any luck with the rest of the body? Yeah, no sign. We've taken away the other meat just in case. Hopefully Norton's had more luck tracking down Mr Biggerstaff because we've drawn a blank here. I was hoping you'd say that. Luke, it's the perfect opportunity to try out my latest invention. Excellent. What is it? It's a special new formula I've been working on in the lab. I've a bottle of it here. That's quite the pungent potion, if you don't mind me saying. What's it for? This liquid reacts with certain types of oil and grease, namely the ones you'd expect to find on the tips of your fingers. I see. In essence, it helps identify fingerprints on surfaces where the naked eye might not spot them. It's worth a go. Where should we start? How about this sacking on the floor? Getting prints from fabric is usually a nightmare. Let's see what my little concoction can do. It's certainly reacting, Dr Vercluse. Perhaps a little too well. Yes, it's more sort of burning, isn't it? Straight through the sacking. And through the floor! Get back! Sorry, chaps. Needs more work, I fear. No harm done. Well, floor's knackered, but you can't have everything. Where the blazes are we? Some sort of cellar, I think. I had no idea there was one. There's a pair of hinges on what's left of the floorboards. There must have been a hatchway under the sacking. Looks like a storeroom to me. What's in the crates? Oh, <laughs> whatever it is, it's rotten. More meat, wrapped in newspaper. Careful, Luke. Oh, no. A torso? Yes, a heavily tattooed one. With one nipple missing. Davies, I think we've identified our victim. This is Biggerstaff the Butcher. How can you tell? The surveillance gave us a description. Close the crate, Luke. What's the bet in the other wrapped parcels in there are the rest of his limbs? What else is down here? The wrapping's curious in itself, sir. How so? Look at the date on the newspaper. This is from three days ago. When our prime suspect was on her holidays. So she really is innocent. Upon my soul. There must be a dozen crates down here. Mm. And all of them with a nasty whiff about them. Seems whoever's behind all this has been keeping records. Look. How odd. What does it mean, do you think? I suspect only one person can shed light on that. Hello? Any 
any coppers about? I'm getting bored in here. Anyone fancy some football practice? My foot, your... Oh, you two again. No more games, Miss Surveillance. Explain this. It's called paper, love. People wipe their arse with it. Not this piece. We found it in the secret cellar of Bigger Star Shop. The one full of body parts. Stop talking shit. We haven't got a cellar. Oh, yes. Then why was this paperwork with your name on it down there? Eh? <clears throat> name, Jimmy Reynolds. Problem, late payments. Pick up, Wednesday the 19th of March. Constance informed. Ah, fuck. Name, Clive Matthews. Problem, questionable reliability. Pick up, Tuesday the 25th of March. Constance informed. So you did know about the bodies. Admit it. I didn't carve anyone up. Then explain the paperwork. We just used to scare him. Go on. Freddy did a bit of work on this side for the local art cases. You mean criminals? Underworld types? If someone was late owing them protection money or started mouthing off when they'd had a few too many down the pub, Freddy got called in to frighten him. I'd pick him up in the cart, bring them back to the shop, then we'd stick him on a meat hook and scare the shit out of them. When they'd promised to tow the line, I dropped him off again. We didn't so much as scratch him. Someone did, because there are a dozen bodies in that cellar, and our records show that half the names on this list are also in our missing persons file. Well, whatever happened to them after I kicked him off the cart ain't got anything to do with me. How on earth did you get involved in this enterprise to begin with? What possessed you? There speaks a knob who's never gone hungry. I didn't know what Freddy was up to when I took the job. He forced me into it. Said he'd kick me out if I didn't help him. I was only there for a roof above my head. And the day job, carving up animals? Added bonus, cocky little shits. They don't need to have to worry about where they're sleeping night to night, do they? And they've got some red-faced country bums splat to feed him twice a day. Well, they're not so smug when you're sticking a meat cleaver right up there. Earlier today, we received an anonymous note accusing you of cutting up the bodies. What? Who would have wanted to frame you for the murders, Miss Surveillance? I suppose Freddy might have if he was planning on doing a runner. I think we can rule him out. Why? He's dead. Oh. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm not. He was a wanker. What do we do now, sir? I think we should show Miss Surveillance the cellar. See if it jogs any memories that might give us a lead. Wee! Freedom at last! Anyone fancy a pint after? I know a place. Are you sure this is wise, Inspector? Shady as she may be, I don't believe Miss Surveillance knew about the murders. All the same, I'd like her to take us through these scare tactics she and Biggerstaff used. Perhaps it'll shine a light on who's behind it all. Boy, slow down, you two. I thought the Bow Street Runners was just what you called yourselves when you had the galloping shits. Can we stop? I'm out of breath. Yes, all right. We can afford a minute's rest. After that, we must... Inspector, let him go, you... What's going on? Who the hell are you? All right, boys. Get him on the cart. Oh. Wakey, wakey. Oh, my head. 
Yeah, sorry about that. Some of my boys get a little overexcited when they gets to do a proper snatching job. Been a while. Eager puppies. But worse than their bite. Untie me from this chair or I'll show you how fucking worse my bite is than my bark. I won't if it's all the same. Who are you? What do you want with us? Call me Rokesmith. It's not me name, but it does the job for business matters. If this bondage arrangement is your idea of business, I wouldn't like to see what you consider pleasure. Oh, I would. Shut up, you Welsh care. Right. I will not stand for this. No shit, Sherlock. You're tied to a chair, same as the rest of us. Oh, yes. Well, then answer my colleague's question. What do you want with us? I've come to give you a telling off. You naughty boys in blue didn't do what you were told with Miss Surveillance here. Eh? You mean, you sent that note to Scotland Yard? What? This is the bollock brain who tried to stitch me up? You had it coming. Just like our mutual friend, Freddy. I see. You're the one who hired Mr Biggerstaff and Miss Surveillance to intimidate people, aren't you? You're just a common or garden underworld thug. Watch your mouth, sunshine. Unless you want it sewn up. I take it you're also the one who really dismembered Biggerstaff. <laughs> one of my lads, actually. I don't get my hands dirty for the likes of Freddy these days. Dirty little grass that he was. Up yours, shit twizzle. Freddy didn't rat on anyone. Even if he did. It was only a matter of intimidation. Hardly murder. Although... The other bodies in the cellar. You paid Freddy to do more than frighten them, didn't you? I keep telling you, we just roughed him up. That was a little private arrangement. Just between me and Fred. Once in a while, he used to tell the butcher's girl here that he'd drive the tow rags home again when they'd finished giving them the ones over and she could have the night off. As soon as she was off her face at the local pub, he finished the job. That sneaky little dick whistle. What happened to the bodies? There were far more names on that list than there were corpses in the crates. No idea. Didn't much care once the job was done. Some of the lads reckon Fred dumped them in the Thames. Some say he ground them up for sausages. <coughs> oh, God. Here comes breakfast again. Then a few days ago, we get a tip-off that Freddy's bottled it and wants to dob us into the police. Well, we can't be having that, can we? I can see it wouldn't be ideal. So you murdered him. And used his clueless assistant as a scapegoat. Perfect. Only Miss Surveillance had a watertight alibi. Careless not to check. Don't you start on me, you little... And that wasn't your only misstep, if you don't mind me saying. You what? If bigger staff was determined to expose you... <laughs> why would he leave evidence behind in his cellar? That's a risky move, given the police were bound to want to search the scene where the intimidation took place. If he really wanted to do a number on you, all he had to do was to clean up the shop, confess to the beatings, and then claim the murders were your doing. Given Miss Surveillance knew nothing of the slaughter, she'd be the perfect witness to back up his claims. He didn't even have to ask her to lie. 
Then he could strike a deal with the Yard and get off with a warning whilst you get sent off to prison. You mean this lot got screwed over by whoever sent them the note about Freddy? They did indeed. <laughs> nice work, fuck knuckle. Shit. I knew we shouldn't have trusted that music box. The what? The tip-off came with a little music box. One of those wind-up things. Hold on a minute. The box had got to live to the flat. And the ones that went to Davis and Norton. Of course, music boxes. The hole in the back was for the key. So whoever fooled the thugs then got us involved to find out the truth. But why? Can anyone join in this conversation or do you need a diploma in certified wazakry first? Shut it, all three of you. Whoever sent that note might have tried to fit us up, but once you three are chopped to bits, there'll be nothing to connect it back to us. It was nice meeting you. Call that a knife? Mine's bigger. How the blazes did you get hold of that? Always pays to keep one in your knickers for a rainy day. Now come here, you conniving little cow! No! Get back! Get away from me! Now that's a right hook. Help! I say, I'm not sure that was entirely... No! No! Miss Surveillance, stop! Murder Freddy and frame me for it, will you? I think she's passed out. That's just the start. I'll show her who's a butcher's girl. Constance, don't! Why not? She tried to stitch me up. But entirely failed. Scotland Yard know you've got an alibi. They won't touch you. What about the beatings? I think under the circumstances, they'll be willing to overlook that. But only if we can hand Rokesmith there over to them. Alive and in one piece. Constance? (sighs) Fine. Didn't want to slice her toes off and poke them in her eye sockets anyway. Many thanks, Dr. Vercluse. I dare say you two could do with a stiff one yourselves after today. It's certainly one to stick in the memory. And you're satisfied the assistant had nothing to do with it? Well, I'm quite certain. I filed a full report with Chief Inspector Norton, and she's been released without charge. Where is she now? Oi, Sergeant Soggy Stain, where's the lavvy? Third door on the right. Cheers. You're brave, inviting her back here. She's got quite the criminal record, you know. We looked her up. Shoplifting, arson, disturbing the peace. You'd best watch out. Enough of that. Uh, What about this business with the music boxes we've all been sent? I found a key that fits. Shall we have a listen? Wind away. That's a pretty tune. Same one as ours. Any idea what it is? No. Curious little gift, isn't it? Some vigilante wanting to assist with our inquiries, do you think? Perhaps. But then they send one to Rokesmith, too. Hmm. One to ponder. Well, I'd best be headed back to the yard. Evening, gents. I'll see you tomorrow. Good night, Davies. Good night. I don't know about you, Inspector, but I'm ready for bed. Shall I show Miss Surveillance out? Actually, Luke, about Constance... Given as we're currently without a housekeeper, I wondered if we might offer her the position. What? But she's a psychopath! Yes, but... You saw what she did to Rokesmith. 
but are still trying to untangle her limbs. All the same. I know she didn't assist bigger staff with the murders, but she certainly got stuck in with the beatings. And you saw what carnage she wreaked in the pub. Yes, I know all that, Luke. Of course I do. But, but, well, she's going to be homeless now that the butcher's shop's being shut down. And she did save us from whatever fate Rokesmith had planned. Besides, if she really is a danger to all in sundry, isn't it better we keep her where we can stop her doing something else obscene? I suppose. Given how valuable she was in saving our skins earlier, who knows? Perhaps we'll be able to find a useful outlet for her particular set of skills. <laughs> what do you say? If you think it's for the best, then yes, let's ask her. Good man. Constance! What? How do you fancy being our new housekeeper? We can't pay a fortune, but we've a room to spare if you're interested. I suppose I could. But I don't do laundry. Well, I'm sure we could make other arrangements to... And I ain't scrubbing your bog out. Right. Uh, what about... And you can cook your own breakfast and lunch because I don't get up before 3pm. That's not entirely ideal, but... Sorted. Cheers, Constable Cockchops. I'm off to the boozer. Reckon you can control her, do you? Oh, stopped her killing Rokesmith. That's got to be a start. Don't frown, old friend. I think this could be the beginning of a wonderful friendship. Boy, I nearly forgot. I stepped on your fiddle when I came in. Might have scuffed it. Here you are. What the? Of all the... See ya! Perhaps she really will have her uses. Constance! Although at the time it was quite unclear what significance the bigger staff case held concerning Ogilvy's investigations, I did as he asked and destroyed the case file after reading it. It would be some time before Ogilvy made contact again, but our next encounter would demonstrate the lengths to which he was prepared to go to in order to reveal the details of the inspector's time at Scotland Yard and the conspiracy that brought it to a close. Inspector Murder Inspects was created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. It starred Alistair Sanderson as the inspector, Emily Pugh as Laura, Joe Pratt as Constance, and Andrew Faber as Luke, with David Alt as Davies, Joe Emery as Rokesmith, Mary Hall as Boyle, Alan Curtis as the road sweeper, Erica Sanderson as the postmistress, and TJ Lee as the barman. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Music was by Kevin MacLeod and Matt Black, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound.